This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Okay, okay, I'm going to say it. I am sitting here waiting. It's like it's like something you know you you shouldn't look at that you should look away but you keep watching anyway. And of course with the Mets losing another starter for the consecutive night, which we'll talk about that in a minute. So I'm switching back and forth. I'm looking at the Yankees and and I'm I I can't believe what I'm watching. I just can't believe what I'm watching. This team just can't hit. They have lost the ability to hit and make contact. Now, when it does happen, and I don't know when it's gonna be, <laughs> I know Yankee fans are like, yeah, so are we are waiting also. I don't know when it's gonna be, but this is what is it, one run in the last twenty seven innings? What'd you tell me, Harvey? Nine runs in seven games? That's unbelievable. You look at this lineup, even with the guys that are out, and there's a difference. I mean, there's no question. These, there's a difference. I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to say it over and over again because that's what I believe. When the, and when the guys come back, they'll be a better hitting team. The question is, okay, when is that going to happen? Uh, I just heard Michael Kay indicate that DJ LeMahieu may play tomorrow, depending on how his foot uh, feels. He might be in the lineup. Stanton may be on a rehab game by the end of the week. I mean, this what I'm watching from this Yankee team right now is is just amazing. It's amazing. And I don't know what the answer is. I mean, tonight, mercifully, Aaron Hicks was kept out of the game. I mean, he needed, he really needed a day. It was not a good day for Aaron Hicks yesterday. It clearly was not. It was not. I mean, the bad play in the outfield, the double play in the inning, weekend, it, it was just not a good day. And you, we played this post-game comments for you here on 98.7, and you, you could just see he was just done. So you're not surprised that he wasn't in the lineup tonight. And somebody wanted Marvin Gonzalez in the lineup, and <laughs> that didn't work out. It, it seems like every person that Aaron Boone goes to is not getting it done. They're just not. And it's not like it's it's not like they're hitting the ball hard and and play the teams are making great plays. They're barely hitting the ball. They look lost. And every game and every at bat, the sawdust, the pressure, just you could just see it. This team is pressing big time. And how could they not be? Because even they see that, you know. Their lead is in single digits now. And Tampa and West Toronto's got to be like, why aren't we playing better right now? Tampa is just slowly creeping up. Now, still got a nine-game lead. Okay, still eight, nine in the loss column. So, you know, it's it's a concern. It's not panic time yet. It's still not panic time yet. It's a concern. And once again, the pitching was great. One bad pitch from Nasty Nestor. They get, you know, you get the three runs and you have a feeling this is not going to, this is too many runs. And I spoke to you last night about it. If you're a Yankee pitcher, you go to the mound understanding 
that you have no margin for error. You can't give up any runs. You have to think shutout. So the only good news for the Yankees tonight was they scored. They weren't they weren't shut out again. But it's another loss. They've lost what like five straight series. This is this this team is in this team is in is in panic mode right now. They really are. And I don't know what Aaron Boone's going to do. He tried the meeting before he got a win out of the meeting. Nothing else. Then they went straight back to what they were doing. Uh, right now, Aaron Judge is not hitting. But why would you give him anything good to hit? Who else in this lineup is going to bother you? Who else in this lineup are you afraid of? Who else in this lineup is do you think is going to come and, and get a big hit? I would walk him every time. I would just put, put the four fingers up and walk him. I wouldn't even let him think about getting a hit or getting hot or trying to spur this team on with some kind of a hit. Wouldn't be me. That's what I would just keep walking him. But the Yankees lose again by the score of 3-1. Love to hear from the Yankee fans at 1-800-919-3776. For the Mets fans, once again, as I mentioned earlier, the Mets lose a starter against Atlanta. Last night, it was Carlos Carrasco. We find out that he is out three to four weeks with a low-grade oblique strain. Tyrone Walker left tonight's game because of back spasms in the second inning, and that sent a parade of bullpen people out to try to keep it close, but... Atlanta has scored five runs as the Mets come up and they're batting in the top of the ninth, and they've yet to score. And so now you're looking at a Met team that scored one run in 18 innings as of right this minute. And so while you have the utmost confidence in Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom going in the next two games, the utmost confidence, you're wondering what's going on with your Met offense right now. You're wondering, and listen, I'll tip my cap to Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton tonight was exceptional, okay? He was exceptional in the sense of he he really pitched. This is what, okay, he did what the old school pitchers did back in the day when you watched baseball. He was an artist. He painted. He painted the corners. He was up and down in the zone. He pitched inside, he pitched outside, location. I talked about it last night. Great pitchers give you location. That's why Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer are so good because they command location. They know where the ball is going, and they have unbelievable command to be able to put the ball where they want it. And tonight, that's what Charlie Morton did for his seven innings with the Mets. He He was great. He sent him up off speed. You know, they kept looking for the, and he didn't give in. He didn't give in. You're looking fastball? No, you're not getting the fastball. You get the curve. You look at, no, I'm giving you a slide. No, I'm giving you, I'm giving you off speed. No, I'm not giving you what you want. And he was just, he was great. He was simply great. And uh, you tip your cap to him because the Mets had no answers for him. No answers. And he dominated that lineup. And the other two outings that the Mets saw of Charlie Morton, they didn't see this Charlie Morton, that's for sure. They saw another Charlie Morton, but not this one. This is the one that has been so good. I think his record is seven and four in the postseason. This is the Charlie Morton that that is outstanding, especially in the playoffs. 
All right, let's take your calls. 1-800-919-3776. The lines are open for you to talk to me. Yankee fans, I want to hear from you. I know you got complaints. I know you're a little nervous. I know you're concerned. I know you're ready to panic. It's not time to panic yet. It's, it's You can be concerned. I have no problem with you being concerned. Panic? Nah, come on. You're better than that. We'll discuss it next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to the phones. And we start off with Rob in Hoboken. Rob, you're batting first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, how's it going, Larry? Uh, okay, Rob, how's things with you? Not bad. I'm actually coming home from the Yankee game right now, and uh, I had some pretty good seats. And I was right next to the Yankee dugout, and I could tell these guys are pressing. They're lifeless. They're dead. It's just so obvious. The body language is terrible. And he's got to do something, Boone. They they got to call up the shortstop. They got to switch up this lineup. I have no idea how you could put Labor Torres leading off for this team right now. It it. Rob, you're breaking up on it me. Is- Rob, you there? All right, well, Rob, when you have a chance, call back. I hear what you're saying. Listen, Labor Torres has been a guy that's. Uh, been up and down all season. And um, I just think that, you know, Boone is just looking for anything. He's just looking for answers. But of the folks in the lineup, I mean, who else? I don't know who else you would put batting lead off. Donaldson? He's not hitting. Um, who? Who? <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, you keep hearing this more and more. Why don't the Yankees call somebody up? You know, the Mets called up uh, the kid Batty who's going to be joining them, going to play some third base because of the injury to uh, Guillaume, who's out uh, you know, about four weeks with the groin injury. So, you know, will they do that? I mean, and Duhar's already here. He's struggled. Uh, I know that there's other players. I know everybody wants to see the shortstops, you know, but I'm, they're kind of shortstop heavy. I mean, I don't know what Boone's going to do. I really don't. I have no answers for him. I can't help him. But he'll hopefully he'll have DJ in the lineup tomorrow night, and that will help him out a little bit. Maybe that can get the offense going, but I understand what you're saying. They're lifeless, and they're lifeless because there's nothing going on offensively. Their confidence is shot. If somebody could get a big hit, that would just – it would turn things – I think it would spur them on just great. It would get them going again. But nobody's able to do it. Everybody's struggling at the same time. Nobody's got any answers. It's, it's, it is the weirdest thing that I've, I've ever seen, how the whole team just stopped hitting. Like there's nobody hot. Nobody. Bruce is in Manhattan. Hey, Bruce. Hey. Uh, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, good, except uh, for my Yankees, man. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was in the stands with my number seven jersey, mm-hmm. as I always am, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw the same thing everybody else saw. Uh, you can't wait for things to happen, and you can't blame Boom for working with what he's got, but you can blame Cashman for not bringing up 
guys that he needs. Look, first of all, you said yesterday that Florial is not on their radar. Well, Florial happens to be hitting close to 900 OPS. He's hot, and he's got a good glove in center field. Strikes out so, a lot, Bruce. That's why they don't have him up. Strikes out too much. What? What he strikes you say? out too much. He strikes out too much. Oh, strikes out yeah, but he's got he's got an almost 900 IPS. Uh, uh, I, who, who doesn't strike out much on this right, Bruce. team? Hey, Bruce, all right. You tell me why they don't bring him up then. That's what I'd like to know. I'm telling you, part I don't of know it is why they don't bring him up. You've got to make something happen. And also, Oswaldo Perez. Look, give him a couple of that bats as a DH, as a pinch hitter. You gotta make something happen, and you're not gonna do it with the players that are on this team. You gotta make it happen. I hear what you're saying, Bruce, and thanks for the phone call. I'm just from what I hear, and David Cohn was talking about it on the broadcast tonight about the fact that Esteban Florial is playing very well, just like you said, he is playing very well right now. Strikes out a lot, and so I don't know why they won't bring him up. He's been brought up a couple of times. Hasn't produced. I don't know whether they've lost faith in him. I don't know whether there's something that he's not doing. I I have no idea why they're not bringing him up. I have no idea why they're not bringing anybody up from from their minor league clubs because that's what the Yankees usually do, right? That's what they usually do in situations like this. They normally bring somebody up to try to give the team a spark or, you know, give some life. It's been a long season, dog days of summer, all the cliches that come up with baseball. All right, I've been in that clubhouse and you've seen people come up. You, you, you know, oh, this is the kid they've been talking about. Oh, this is the guy they've been talking about. Oh, okay. Not this time. Other than Miguel Andujar, who they brought up uh, when, um, you know, when they've had injuries, that's been it. That's been it. So uh, there's got to be a reason why they don't feel that Esteban Florial can come up. I mean, <laughs> listen. He can't play center field worse than what Aaron Hicks played it last night. There's no question about it. Can't. Can't. I mean, I, I I would I'd be interested to see Lo Castro the bat lead off. Let's see if he can get on base and steal steal a base or do something. But we'll see what the Aaron Boone comes up with because he, you know, he knows he he's on the pulse of his club. We'll see what happens. Uh Eli's in Washingtonville. Hey Eli, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey, how's it going, Larry? Listen, if we're, good, Eli. What's if, up? We're, if we're looking for uh, answers from Boone, oh, man, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I've, I've been calling all day. Listen, I'm a Yan- I'm a Yankee fan, right? Yes. My favorite Yankee was Al Madley growing up. Mm-hmm. I love the, the name in the front of the jersey. That's my team. But I cannot stand Brian Cashman at all. And I've been calling all day. I've been calling this since we got no look. We got no hit, and we were at the peak of our of our offensive power. So it could happen. But these, these Brian Cashman is always building teams that is built for one sixty two, and then this happens. The little pixie dust that that Carlos Vela had, that Josh Donaldson had, that all these players had, just wore off. And they're playing to the back of their baseball card right now. It goes both ways. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When it comes to 
uh, Glaber Torres, the same thing. The guy's up and down. He's an up and down player. That's why you don't ha- you don't leave these these uh, seasons in, or or you don't pursue a championship with a whole bunch of ifs. If Glaber Torres comes uh, becomes a, a good second baseman, oh, go ahead and now he's on second base. You go for the sure thing. This guy Soto, which is going to be a Hall of Fame a Hall of Fame player, was on the trading block. This guy is is analytic proof. He like he he he's like the Mookie Betts. When, when the Dodgers went after Mookie Betts, mm-hmm. they threw everything out the window because they know Mookie Betts is a player that produces in no matter what. He slaps out of slumps. He produces hits, home runs. That's what kind of player Soto was. Now Volpe, let's let's bring him up. If he's the next Lou Gehrig of, of the of the Yankees. How um, Brian Cashman, you know, praises this guy and 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 praises his prospects. Bring him up, but no, you know why? Because none of these guys are ready. And then you talk about you want to win championships. That that's what, what what drives me crazy. Like you built these teams that are not productive in the in the, in the postseason, and then you you talk about you want championships when you can't even go to the World Series at this point. We're not going, not not even to the second round of the of, of the of the of the playoffs. They're playing the way we're playing. Well, I'll say but this, Eli. I'll say this, Eli. Thanks for the phone call. And I hear right. what you're saying, and and I will concede to a Yankee fan. This looks like the playoffs. This looks like what happened year after year in the postseason, where the team just stops hitting. They can't hit. They can't produce. And so I, I understand the fear. Okay, I do. I get it. And normally, I usually give Cashman the benefit of the doubt because he's he has provided uh, sustainable success for the Yankees. He has teams. He has players. You guys are, have a champ. You guys are have a chance to be in the postseason every single year. I will agree with you that uh, they're not in on Soto. This is a little bit different Yankee philosophy under the new regime of Yankees. It just is. There's there's players that have gone by that previous regimes of Yankee ownership, yes, I'm talking about the late George Steinbrenner, would have gone after. Now, doesn't mean that there would have been the right move because remember, uh, you guys got rolling when he was away from baseball, and the late Gene Michael got some got some say, and that's how you got your core four slash core five, with Bernie and Jeter and Pettit and Posada and company and Mariano, and that's how you were able to have your championships in the nineties and the two thousands. Okay, so. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you didn't get Soto. Okay. Um, it's unusual. Normally, that's what the Yankees do. They didn't get it this time. Soto and and the Padres have not taken off like many people thought they would have. But nevertheless, uh, to have a guy like that in your lineup, it's just it's a difference maker. And you didn't get him. And not only that, you didn't get Castillo either. And so... Brian Cashman is going to have to take a hit for that. Now, I don't know whether they were not in the running 
whether it was clear that they had no shot at getting Soto because of what the asking price was. I don't even know what the asking price was, but maybe that's how they felt. He said they were in on it. The guys asked him on the K-Show right after the trade deadline, right after Soto was traded, were you in on it? He said, we were, we were, you know, we had conversations. You know, the Padres lost to the Marlins tonight. So, but the Castillo one, not that it would help you hitting. Pitching is not the problem right now. Okay, your problem is hitting. But to have a guy like that as your number two, that's that's a big difference. It's a difference maker. It's a difference maker. 1-800-919-3776. More of the calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Simon's in New Haven. What's up, Simon? Hi, Larry. How you doing? Great. How are you? Okay. Larry, if I said it once, I said it a thousand times. Let me explain what's wrong, all right? Mm-hmm. We've got to get rid of Boone, all right? It's obvious that that dented skull of his, he doesn't get it. His style of managing is not helping his team. It's hurting his team. We've got to get rid of Cashman. All this guy cares about is climbing on the wall and sleeping outside for charity, all right? Enough is enough. We've got to get rid of these two people. Enough is enough. So what, how is that going to help you? Well, Simon, I'm telling you right now, um, they're not leaving on August 17th. So what are and you going to do? What are you going to do tomorrow to get some runs? Well, you know Aside what you got to do. Aside from Cashman, what are you going to do to get some runs? You, you know, you, well, I wanted to answer your question. You, you were talking about who who he should put in the lineup. Yeah, who? It's easy. It's easy. You got to put. Uh, LeMayu or Judge in the leadoff spot. Because let's face it, Judge well, deserves LeMayu's it, hurt. and then LeMayu deserves it. LeMayu hasn't, LeMayu hasn't been in games in five, three, four days. I know, I'm just saying. But definitely the Judge. The Judge so has got to be in the leadoff spot. All right, so who's going to so back behind him? Who's going to hit second? If you put Judge in the leadoff spot, who's hitting second? Well, if LeMayu's back, maybe LeMayu. Well, if LeMayu's back, LeMayu's hitting first. Okay, so let's assume that LeMay, who's not there, you putting Judge in the leadoff spot. Who's batting second? Well, how about Rizzo? Uh, okay, all right, maybe. But you're, you're. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's not. It's like he doesn't get it, Boone. He just does well, not get it. Play? His style is hurting this team. But Simon, I hear what you're saying about his style doesn't get it. He's hurting this team. Before Ju- before July, his style was very, going very well, Simon. When you guys yeah, were like 40 Jekyll games over, Hyde. when you were 40 games over 500, nobody was complaining about Aaron Boone. Thanks for the phone call. Nobody was complaining about Boone. Nobody was complaining about Cashman. It was, uh, we're talking 98 again. Now you go through some adversity, some injuries, and now you want to fire management? They're not the reason why you're struggling. Now, they're not the reason why you're struggling now. Okay, if you're telling me they should have gotten other players, okay. Yeah, we can second guess that, possibly. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you lost a lot of offense. And and let's face it, you're you're not a deep your lineup is not deep anyway. All right. So for you to lose two, three guys, I mean you've lost guys have been in and out of the lineup. Stanton's been out. Rizzo was out for a while. DJ's out. Okay, I mean, you know, you, you you can't continue to take these these body blows like this and expect for, you know, you guys to continue. And I'm telling you, this Matt Carpenter injury is probably the biggest, other than Stan, it's the biggest because he was the hottest guy. He was batting cleanup, even when the offense was struggling a little bit. 
and you needed some added pop in the lineup. You had him in the outfield, an infielder who had never played the outfield. You had him in the lineup because of what he was able to do. You have not replaced him. And Duhar's not been able to get it done. I'm sorry. That's what you're missing. You're missing somebody who can give you a spark right now. Is it in the minor leagues? Listen, I, I'm not adverse to bringing up Esteban Floreal if you think it'll work. I'm not, I have no problem with that. I'm nothing against him. I mean, I thought he should have been. I thought he should have played a lot last year when when Hicks was hurt, and you were trying to figure out who was going to play center field. Who knew Aaron Judge could have been playing center field last year? Look how well he's done this year. And I get they don't want to put him in the outfield a lot. They want to rest him. I get it. I understand. But I'm just saying, for right now, Yankees got to find a way to get some runs and do something. Because what's happening now is not working. It just isn't. And it's not Boone's fault and it's not Cashman's fault that the team is not hitting right now. It's not. They're just in a cold streak. And everybody has gotten cold at the same time. And they are pressuring themselves to no end. The old adage of sawdust in their batting gloves, you can see it. They are just trying to do too much. They're trying to hit a five-run home run with nobody on base. There's pressure because they know they, they're losing. They know they can play better than this. Dennis is in South Jersey. Hey, Dennis. Hey, Larry. How you doing tonight? Great. Listen, I just want to touch base on the Zach Wilson thing for one sure. minute. Well, and I got another question too, but all right. Zach Wilson thing I want to hit you with. You know, I've listened to all these, these New York people on the radio and everything like that. The guy, you know, last year he hurt the knee, right? He came back and he showed you some promise. He's done everything and beyond this offseason. Put weight on, worked out with the players, doesn't get in trouble, took himself off social media. I mean, he couldn't do anything else but to try to be the best player he could be. He goes out there, and it's the first preseason game. And okay, you know he has it. He throws an interception. It didn't start out great, and then he hurts his knee. And now, over the last week, is this guy's not the right guy? Oh my God, they made a major mistake. The guy hasn't even played a second season yet, and we're already throwing this guy to, to the dumpster already. This is ridiculous. Like, like I'll be honest. I'm glad the knee isn't as bad as it was. But the good thing about it is, let him just take his time. I don't want to see this guy on week three. And I'm going to, I'm going to explain my reason why. I think Flacco should get all the reps, obviously. He's going to get them throughout the summer. Let him play against the Ravens. And the Cleveland game is a short week. Don't put Zach in in that short week. Give him the 10-day rest after the Cleveland game to get on his feet and start on week three. I mean, what do you think of that? I have no problem with that. I, I don't think he should you be know, rushed back. There's no, you, this right. is a 17-game season. Run, there's no need to rush him back. When he's able to play, let him play. Let him play. Right. And, and, and Larry, this is ridiculous when I hear people say, well, what if Joe Flacco wins a couple of games? And you just keep him in there. And how are you ever going to know if Zach Wilson is going to be a guy that you could build around? Like, see, it's, 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 I know it's a tough question. I'm a, I'm a fan, Larry. I want to see wins. But I also know at the end of the day that Joe Flacco is not going to be the long-term answer. And I want – I want long-term stability, not a couple of short, quick wins. You know, right. but now, I'm, here's, you know, well, I I'll say this, Dennis, and yeah. I'm, I'm one that posed yeah. that question on Sunday. And I, I simply right. asked, based on what they did last season, 
Okay, they mm-hmm. let Mike White play longer. I would think, if memory serves me correctly, that uh, Zach Wilson could have come back before. Right. But they kept Mike White in because he was winning games. And so I just hypothetically right. asked Jet fans, if the, not saying that Joe Flacco is the answer, we're not saying that. But what we are right. saying is, where is the cutoff? What's the cutoff? If he is running the offense, okay, and the offense is clicking, and you're seeing things going well, all right, when do you pull him? Do you make it when, – when is – in other words, when is Zach Wilson really ready to play? Okay. That's the question. Well, That's the question, Dennis. I, is he ready? Okay. Let's say he's ready. Let's say, like you say, he's ready week three. Do you bring him in week yeah. three? Do you say, you know what? Well, things are going well. Let's get another extra week. Another extra week would be okay well, for him. We bring him in in week four. That, well, that was the hypothetical I guess question. I guess it's going to be a week-to-week thing and see how the team's playing and see how the offense is rolling. You're absolutely right about that point. But listen, there's another There's another thing I want to say. And you know sure. I've been calling you for a lot, a while. Absolutely. One of your regular guys. So I'm listening to the radio, and I'm listening to ESPN. Obviously, you know, you work for ESPN. You know who's driving me crazy? The yeah. act, and, and, and people listen to him. Mike Tannenbaum drives me crazy. <laughs> he acts like he was like the super GM. Listen to some of his analysis. Like, hey, dude. Your best drafting was with Eric Mangini, okay? You let Rex Ryan basically, you're like, you were like his stunt dummy. Your drafting was horrendous after Rex got there. And you had a chance when scouts were pounding on the table to draft Russell Wilson, and you took oh, the guy man. from Georgia Tech. And they, the way he talked and, and his little digs with the Jets, you're lucky you had a job this long. You were <laughs> Bill Parcells' minion. You were a bean counter. You're not Ozzie Newsome. It drives me nuts. It does. I sit there. You're, you know, it just drives me nuts. Look, I know you can't comment on that. He's one of your associates on the show. But I, it does. I, I, you know, I'll put, put Dennis, you got to call him. Dennis, you got to call you know? him. You got to call him up. Thanks for the phone call, Dennis. Always good talking to you. You got to call him up and tell him. Come on, Mike. Oh boy, Dennis is a hardcore Jet fan. But that, but that, that was the question I asked. Like, obviously, the future is Zach Wilson. We get that. That that's a no-brainer. You want to see what's happening, okay? But for a team that has not made the postseason in over a decade, and you got a guy that's rolling with your offense, and what did we see? What did Jet fans see last week? What did we see? We saw. Mike White handled the offense. Joe Flacco handled the offense. And Zach Wilson not handled the offense. Now, when he came back, he was better. So, listen, he is the future of the team. You need to find out if he can play. There's no question about it. He eventually will be the starter of this team when he comes back from injury. I just wanted to know, just speculating, if if I'm Robert Sala, when does, hypothetically, when do I bring him back? If my team is just just hypothetically, right? If they're three and zero and he's ready to go, do I bring him back then? <laughs> but you need him to face that gauntlet because that gauntlet of you know the Denver and Green Bay and New England and Miami and all the that gauntlet of games that they have uh, after the opening four, I think it's like six or seven that takes them up to their bye week, right? Takes them up to the bye week and then out of the bye week they face New England. That's when I want him to be fully healthy and ready to play because that's going to tell me a lot about him and where this team is going. 
1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Joe, what's up? Oh, hello, Larry. How are you? I'm doing great, my friend. What's going on out there? Uh, if I could just make two points. One, you just made me laugh. I almost killed over on my chair. You said the words 3-0 and oh and the Jets in the same sentence. Like, we know you got a better chance of hitting a power and that happens. <laughs> so, to be honest. But um, as far as the Yankees go, yeah, uh, it's going to be really interesting in the next two weeks because uh, let's say they, the Rays sweep them tomorrow. Now you got a very desperate Yankees team, very desperate Blue Jays team. But on the other side, which, you know, no one's really looking at, the Rays' next eight games are with the Royals and the Angels. And then they get the Yankees again. So let's say the Rays do what they do and wipe the floor with those teams and the Yankees are still, you know, anemic and on life support. You could have a scenario where these guys roll back into Tampa and they're only up, what, four, maybe three games or five games? So I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see no help coming. You know, this is, you know, you got the injuries or whatever you want to blame. But all I hear is, oh, well, they can't blow this lead. They can't blow this lead. At one point, it was 17. Now it's not. You know, it's not a guarantee. Yeah, it's almost guaranteed that they'll make the playoffs, obviously. But to say it's guaranteed that they'll win the AL East is, is not a guarantee that the way things are currently are. And just turning on a light switch. It, it just doesn't work that way in, like, baseball. You know that. Like, timing, rhythm. You know, if you sneeze wrong or you count off seconds, Garrett Cole is flustered. So, I don't see how, you know, the light switch is going to be turned on for these guys. But I would say it, would be, it was almost a curse in disguise that it was a blessing getting that big, huge lead to where now it's like they're resting mm-hmm. in the laurels. Like, oh, no, we'll be okay. Oh, we'll be okay. And the clock is running out. I'm like, it's not like these teams are, like, lying down, like, you know. Well, what's happening, Joseph, and you make some great points. Thanks for the phone call. What's happening is teams are, are getting hot, okay? And they're getting hot while you're going through a prolonged slump. And listen, everybody knew the Yankees were not going to maintain that level. It would be very hard to maintain the pace that they were playing at, okay? So you knew they were going to come down a little bit. It's just with the injuries, this has been a prolonged slump offensively, all right? And you throw in... You know, with this slump and you throw in those games that when they did hit and they had leads and they got blown by the bullpen, it just adds to the frustration of what's happened here. All right. But right now the pitching is good and they're just not hitting. And that's all you can say right now is hopefully when the guys come back, yeah, it doesn't mean they're going to start hitting right away. You're absolutely right. It doesn't mean they're going to start hitting right away. doesn't mean as soon as Stan gets back in the lineup, he's going to get hot and have five or six home runs in, 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 in a week. Okay, no, it doesn't mean that. But what it does mean at least is the threat is there. Because right now, Aaron Judge has no protection. Okay, there's no protection. At least the threat is there. If I make a mistake, I mean, Stanton can hit this ball a mile. Okay, if I make a mistake, he can still connect. You don't have that right now. I got DJ LeMahieu coming up. All right, if if, if somehow 8-9 and happen to get on base... Okay, I got a contact hitter in LeMahieu. I got a guy who can get, you know, move some runners, get some guys in scoring position for me, bring home a guy from second, make contact. You don't have that right now. Okay, you don't. And and that is what is is really, really ailing this team. All right, and I'll say it again. And and then add to that, the spark plug that you have with Mark uh, Matt Carpenter, you don't have him. It's It's – 
It's a power outage. It's what it is right now. Mike's in Brooklyn. What's up, Mike? Man, I left the game tonight, and it's looking real rough out there, man. I don't know. Like I said, you, you, we say that we can't blow a lead, and I'm not going to say that it's impossible, but the way we're looking, it's doable, you know? And, you know, yeah. like I said, I've been a season ticket holder for a while, but this is looking real rough right now. What's wrong with your team, Mike? Tell me what's wrong. What are you saying? Man, we're blowing it in the first. I mean, I went away to get a hot dog, and then I come back, we're down three runs. It's like Jerry Cole all over again, but it was Nesta. I'm like, you know, we keep on talking about, oh, this is the longest, these are the most innings he's ever thrown, but you know, you're a Yankee now, man. You know, a lot is expected from everybody. We, yeah. we got good defensively with the trade deadline, but, ooh, you know, when you're going through this, you see everything else. It's interesting. All right, Mike, thanks for the phone call. I hear what you're saying about Nestor. I mean, Nestor's been a guy who's been consistent for you. But, I mean, you scored one run. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not trying to take Nestor off the hook here. All right? He had a bad pitch. He gave, he gave up three runs in the first inning. But I'm saying, you only scored one run. I mean, he would have had to pitch a shutout for you to win that game tonight. It would have been a combined shutout. I mean, you know, it's not easy. Sam's in Staten Island. What's up, Sam? Hey, what's happening, buddy? What's happening, buddy? Everything uh, is good, man. What's going on? Hey, listen, man. I want to talk a little bit of Mets Yankees here. I'm a, okay. a big-time Mets fan. Uh, love what's happening this season. You know, right now, Atlanta Braves kicking our butts, but that's what's expected. You know, you can't you can't have a you can't have a great season all year long and expect every game like these Yankee fans be calling. Oh, man, we're losing games. They're crying now. Yankee fans, take it easy, man. It's going to be all right. You guys are going to be okay. You go through injuries. It's part of the game. Be happy you hurt now. You don't want to be hurt at the end of September. Your boys are going to come back. Take it easy, Yankee fans. That's all I got to say. All right, Sam. Thanks for the phone call. This is, though, while I agree with Sam, that I think the offense will be back and you'll be okay, this is a prolonged slump for this team, all right? And whatever Boone is trying to do, the buttons that he's pushing, it's not getting a response. And that's kind of, that's a little scary. I mean, he's trying, he's moving, he's adjusting his lineup. Whether you like it or not, he's switching people around. He changed the lineup. Put, uh, you know, Marvin Gonzalez out in right field. You know, judge, you know, moved, moved, put Hicks on the bench after last night. I mean, he's trying. But he doesn't have a lot of offensive depth on this team. Rizzo can't, is not hitting right now. Judge is struggling a little bit. I mean, and he's been phenomenal all season. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really, really tough situation right now for the Yankees offensively. So I'll be curious to see what uh, who's, who's going to play, who's going to get the night off tomorrow night, right? Because uh, once again, this is, this, is a, this is a game that right now it's not even, okay, obviously you want to win, so don't mistake what I'm saying. But it's, can you put an inning together, a couple of innings together where you can score some runs? I mean, there's not even people on base. It's not even, it's not even a situation where you're saying, 
got they left a small village on base. There's like 12 people left on base or eight people left on base or something of that nature. It's not even it's not even to that extent. Okay, it's not. There's not a whole lot of people getting on base. There's four people left on base. Four. They were 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. Gonzalez 0 for 1, Benintendi 0 for 1, and Duhar 0 for 2. Four, four runners in scoring position. Four. Rays had one left in scoring position. They were one for three. So once again, the pitching is keeping you in games, despite the fact that you aren't offensively holding up your end of the bargain. I, I mean, and Rizzo is really struggling right now. He is really struggling. I mean, Donaldson was one for four, but I, he's not. He, he's just not giving you what you thought you were going to get. I know he's kind of the new, uh, you know, I, I know he's, he's kind of the new whipping post for the Yankees. But, you know, Aaron Hicks as well. And, and where, where's this where's this center fielder that is supposed to be so good that you're coming in? Bader. Where's where's he? Can use him in the outfield right now. Not a power guy, but once again, the guy gets on base, steals bases, does something at the top of the order, you know, somebody of that nature. Not ready until maybe September, maybe the first couple of weeks of September he might be available. What are they going to do until then? I know a number of you want to bring in some folks from the minors. But doesn't look like that's happening. We'll wait and see what happens tomorrow. 1-800-919-3776. Next hour, we'll continue our conversation with Knicks, Mets, Jets, and Yankees on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.